Good day, beast. I, I, yeah, beauty beast. I don't know. You walk the fine line. (laughs) I'm like the men in the episode (laughs) where there's a beast in all of us. (laughs) Welcome. I'm Marley. I'm Jana. Hello. I'm your resident slayer. And I'm your resident. Dum dum, um, a new fan, new fan, shall we say? Yeah. Uh, this is the first time I've seen episode four of season three, Beauty and the Beasts. Yes. Uh-huh. This is the end of the disc. Lots of beasts on this disc. Oh, it's all about beasts, <laughs> isn't it? Yes. Yes. So good. So excited to talk about the masculinity. Oh, it's rife in this episode. Very, very good. Yes. (laughs) I'm not a man, but I've heard that, you know, getting a good dose of masculinity feels amazing. And uh, in this episode, we get to see how um, devastating it is Mm -hmm. and how humorous. Yes. Um, I love it. it. I love this episode. Yeah. It's one of my favorite ones. It's great. Watching it not as a teenager is different. Mm. Watching it as a ripe old age of, you know, mid-30s mm-hmm. is different than watching it as a tween. Truly. Um, I have lots to say. I'm interested to hear your difference of opinion from when oh, you yeah. were a child to now. Oh, Yeah. Lots of things different. But let's, what's to stitch it up? And then we will devolve as we always do. Yes. Okay. We open on the full moon. Um, I immediately knew this was going to have to do with Oz because the full moon werewolf. uh, We haven't really touched on Oz's werewolfness since phases. Like we sort of mentioned it here and there, but we haven't seen him become a werewolf since since his episode. Lovely little setup in last episode where we meet Faith mm. and she's talking about all the demons she's fought, the vampires she's fought, and Oz gets to say, what's your opinion on werewolves? Yeah. Because, and then Willow's like, because he's a werewolf, but he's good werewolf, blah, blah, blah. So we get this nice setup of, remember, he's a werewolf. He's a werewolf because we haven't really and, done that. And remember, these are demons that we treat differently because these are there are innocent people living and sharing a body with these demons. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. there's difference difference there. Yeah, yeah, totally. So we have this kind of little uh, sort of montage through the woods, and it's it's Buffy's voice which goes into Willow's voice, mm-hmm. and it's this reading out of the Call of the Wild mm-hmm. um, by Jack London. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's about beasts and and the Call of the Wild. Have you? Everyone wants to know, have you ever read this while your boyfriend's been in a cage? (laughs) Uh, No, I haven't. Have you? No, I wish. (laughs) I read a bunch of Jack London when I was up in uh, Dawson City because he went and wrote all this crap up there. Crap. No, it's lovely. Um, But, (laughs) you know, uh, these uh, Dawson City is uh, uh, near Whitehorse, and it is where lots of weird artists go to write, and it is truly in the wild. So, yeah. 
I did read a bunch of Jack London up there. Very cool. But my boyfriend wasn't in a cage. <laughs> so this is a funny little scene where um, now we see the logistics of what Oz's werewolfness is. They yes. have this little routine, obviously, every month. They put Oz in his cage uh, and watch him overnight and read to him and put up towels for his modesty. And yes. <laughs> this cage has so many uses. So useful, <laughs> especially in season three. All you fans, you know what I mean. It's just so season three's cage. So season three. Yeah. Uh, it's starting off that way. Mm-hmm. So there's a little um, shift switch here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is reminding me I have a baby and sometimes me and my husband take shifts overnight to, and you're like, okay, I, I gave him his two o'clock feeding. Here's the deal. Okay, have a good time. This is what happens at two in the morning when you have a baby also. <laughs> uh, but Oz is their baby. Uh, and Xander's like, yeah, yeah, I got it. No problem. And then he just promptly goes to sleep on the call of the wild. Oh, bad daddy. What a dum-dum. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be mad yeah. if daddy went to sleep on his shift when he wasn't supposed to. <laughs> Yeah. Best of intentions, Xander, but, you know, zero out of ten for actual follow-through and effort, I think. Yeah. Um, So while this is happening, uh, Faith and Buffy are touring the graveyard. Yeah, they're taking a tour. They're doing a little patrol. Mm -hmm. Um, So kind of integrating Faith into the the rhythm of the gang, if you will. Um, Where is she going to fit? It's nice that Buffy has a little partner to go on patrol with. Totally. Um, she's, and they're sort of talking boys, though. Buffy's gone on a few dates with Scott, so they've been dating a little bit. Yeah. And then Faith talks about men and boys, and she says all men are beasts. This is her opinion. Yeah, yeah. which is really interesting. There's a smooch spot up by the woods. It's usually where kids go. Yeah? Bet you and Scott have been up there kicking the gear shift. Hardly. Only been on a few dates. But you like him. And when you think about him, you get that... Good download tickle, right? Yeah, I guess. Hello. <laughs> you tell me. How about not? But he is nice and he's funny. And quite a muffin. Blueberry. That crunchy munchy stuff on top. But my most favorite thing so far is that he doesn't seem to be any kind of hell beast. All men are beasts. Okay, I was hoping to not get that cynical till I was at least 40. It's not cynical. I mean, it's realistic. Every guy from Manimal down to Mr. I Love the English Patient has beast in him. And I don't care how sensitive they act. They're all still just in it for the chase. So again, bringing this theme of beast into the episode. Yes. Um, there are many beasts, but all men are beasts, says yes. Faith. I agree. <laughs> Marley shows her cards early. <laughs> I love this scene, mm. mostly because I love anything that Faith says. I'm like, who are you? What? What? Like, she just is obviously such, has had such a different life experience. And so she's going to have a completely different worldview. Um, when she says things, it's, sometimes they're all like, what? Like, it, it, she kind of comes out of left field and, like, quite strongly sometimes. And it's really weird because she's the same age. She's 17, right? And Buffy's 17? We okay, maybe we don't know. I I somehow thought that was true, but maybe it's not. I think 
you haven't been given any real information about that. Mm. You know that she dropped out of school. Mm-hmm. And that we know that she did that in the past. Yeah. So we're not sure exactly how old she is. But she can't be that different, you know, of an age. I don't think so. And also so. when you receive the call, aren't you fairly young? I'm, I don't know. I That's don't know. Also, I don't know. Yeah. I'm just comparing it to Kendra. But, For sure. But All of these people tend to be young women. Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But how exactly old they are, we don't know. Yeah. And if we know at this age, that can really matter depending on whether or not you're in high school or not in high school. I mean, we get this example when Faith's like... Oz says later in the episode, uh, they used to horse around, and she says they're screwing. <laughs> and they're like, no, no, they were like stealing each other's notes or whatever. But also I'm like, oh, is Faith a little bit older where casual sex is a little bit m- more, more talked about? Yeah. It certainly does not mean it's any less likely in but, this age group. But in high school, it, there's a real big variation on what people are doing. Definitely. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, love this. I love this mostly because of the smash cut from Men Are Beasts to smash cut into that poor dude. Yeah. Um, what's his name? I don't know what his name is. Jeff oh, Walken. Jeff Walken. So we get this smash cut, like, to Jeff Walken being dragged through the woods. I'm like, oh, that that man, that beast man that you're talking about, he's now being killed he's by... He's now being eaten by beasts. So I do, I do love that. I do love a bit of turning something on its head. Yeah. Uh... So the cold open, guy yeah. getting eaten. Um, after the credits, uh, they're at school. Um, uh, they're kind of, it's Oz, Willow, Buffy, and then Scott and his friends. So yes. we're seeing like, oh, dating a guy with like a different friend group. Yes. Um, Debbie and Pete. Yeah. I couldn't catch Debbie's name for a while, but it's Debbie and Pete. Debbie and Pete on the mezzanine on this beautiful, nice architecture of this high school where we have this upper level. Yeah. Open air. Awesome. Can't believe it. I know. Really cool place to have casual convos. Absolutely. So they're like, you know, this mixing of friend groups. They're talking about marching jazz band. (laughs) Nerdy. Uh, (laughs) I was a jazz band. But it wasn't marching. It was cool. (laughs) Uh, and they're sort of chatting about what Buffy needs to do. She uh, is passing her, like, classes and her quizzes or whatever, and then she has to go talk to the school counselor. And yeah. Debbie's like, I also did have to talk to the school counselor. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's sort of, like, shit-talking him, as you do, mm-hmm. um, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Who knows how she really feels. Right? Yeah. Now I'm reflecting on this whole episode. And yeah. Yeah, very interesting. Debbie's a mystery. Yes. Uh, and after this, we are with Giles, and uh, he's telling the gang in the library that this kid, Jeff Walken, has died. Yeah. And they knew him, or Oz knew him, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, shit, it was probably Oz because he escaped last night because Xander's a dumbass and, like, yeah. fell asleep and left the window open. Yeah. So they think uh, Oz may have gotten out and murdered him. Yeah. Very, very funny scene where Xander is clean. He's clown number one. Yes. And uh, he kind of gets put in the doghouse for the rest of the episode. Yeah. A little bit. Totally. But yeah, we are afraid. We are very, very, very afraid that Oz is a killer. God, it's brutal. And Willow is this kind of, uh, Willow has this sort of, whole arc over the episode trying to sort of prove that he didn't because I think for Willow to grapple that her boyfriend is not only a werewolf but like a murdering person and she may be murdered by him if they don't if they aren't careful enough uh 
it's pretty fucked up. Totally. Um. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. We get we get Buffy also going to this shrink, hmm. this professional, um, counselor, psychologist. Who's just smoking? Yes. Like smoking a cigarette in his office. I was like, wow, is it? It's the 90s. Could you do that? I think so. Wow. I think in, in some school? places. I think in some places. <laughs> so funny. I was I don't know. I think in some places you could. I think this is a tactic by the writing team to get us. It's odd. It wouldn't work now. It is odd. But it's to get us on side with Platt. He's, he, he's like cool and casual. Is An this, unconventional. Yeah. Down earth or something. Yep. Is this how we're supposed to read it? It's interesting. It reads differently now it, because smoking in schools is so weird. But yeah. Um, she has this sort of little convo with him. He he seems quite actually nice and interesting and wants to actually chat. And he's yep. like, I'm here for you. Whatever. You know, why did you run away? Yeah. Uh, and it sounds like he has experience talking to people about abusive relationships, yes. which is what this whole episode is about. Yes. And, and domestic violence. Yes. Um, which maybe we'll get into a bit more later in Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered or as, as it comes up. But um, he's clearly talked to young women about this before. Yes. Um, and we have talked in the past about Angel, Buffy. It's metaphor. Obviously, yeah. this metaphor. I mean, this episode is really bringing it to light, but it's really interesting. This episode does a good job of saying everyone's situation is different because mm. everyone's situation is different yeah. in this in this um, episode. All of the beasts, if we want to name them, there's Angel. We're going to get Pete coming up. There's Oz. Mm. Um, yeah, we get we get all the beasts. Yeah. And then all of the contexts and all of the relationships are totally different. Yes. Because of their special beastiness. Absolutely. So, so yeah. So we are going to go there. You're right. We're totally mm-hmm. going to go there. We can't not go there. Buffy shares a lot more with Mr. Platt than I expect. Did you expect her to open up at all? No, but she, it's interesting. She can, all the things she says are sort of true without revealing the the like the supernaturalness behind them yeah. but she can say that he turned into someone uh she didn't recognize and, and who was mean to her yeah so it's very interesting she can that is all true mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. love this mostly because i love that you can talk about this sort of um behavior you can talk about this violence without having to be specific mm-hmm. you can do it and it is Helpful. Yeah. Buffy does get something out of this first meeting. Totally. It's why she later says, like, I actually kind of liked him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And want, maybe wants to go back. And it's it's too bad. Maybe more would have been revealed. But um, so then after this, uh, Buffy goes on patrol and the gang goes to the morgue. So they're doing crime club. They've split up the gang, you know, to to divide and conquer like they always do. Faith is going to watch Oz because this is the third and worst night of his transformation. So they've all got their assignments. Uh, <laughs> um, and then when uh, Oz is feeling some self-loathing, like I think, because he thinks he's murdered his friend. And he locks himself in the cage and he's like, Willow, get away from me. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a monster. Yeah. 
basically. Yeah. And he tried to storm out mm-hmm. of this conversation, this like plan. Mm-hmm. He tried to leave it, tried to take the space he needed to cope, and he can't. Yeah. So, yeah, his friends are trapped. He's trapped. It's a bummer. It is a bummer. And then I think Buffy is running around in the woods and sees Angel. Yeah. Uh, he's he's the beastie in the woods. Yes. Uh, who is um, attacking someone. Uh, he's just there. Yeah. He's just there running around. Uh, I see. And then they get in this big fight. Yeah. Because he's a beastie. Uh, he doesn't recognize her. He just is like a wild beast. Growling and... Mm-hmm. Uh, snarling. Not even acting like a vampire. No. Like, just acting like a, like a beast man. Yeah. Um, so they have this big fight, um, which is really good. Lots of flippity-do, lots of punching in the face. I love this one. He punches her, she punches him. Yeah. It's like, oh, it's so hot. I love <laughs> and finally she punches the shit out of his head and he goes down. Passes out. Yeah. Yeah. Which is interesting. She could not beat him before when he was vamp- Angel, no. right? When no. it was Angelus. Um, I am like, what is up? Yeah. What is going on? This is not Angel um, because she couldn't beat him when he was his true vampire self. You've said it. It's not Angel and it's not Angelus. Yeah. It's neither. Yeah. He's neither. Yeah, for sure. Um, which was clear to me. Cool. Um, then we get the scene with Willow and uh, Xander and Cordy at the morgue. Uh, she has a Scooby-Doo lunchbox <laughs> <laughs> with her, like, tool, morgue tools It's in her it. evidence box. <laughs> it's so cute. Um, and Cordy and Zender are, like, barfing over this dead body. <laughs> How could they break into this morgue? It's wild. It's also so funny because Willow hates breaking the rules, and she's, like, breaking into a morgue to, like, examine dead bodies. Willow's changing. Yeah. She, Willow will break the rules that Willow wants to break. That she needs to yeah. to find out, you know. I mean, she's on a mission to sort of prove that Oz didn't do this. Yeah. But the body has all this kind of, um, you know, it's been ripped up. It's not a vampire. Yeah. It's been clawed up. There's hair, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, the evidence points to that it's a beastie. Yeah. Oz is the only beastie they know about right now. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Very spooky, very scary. And then Willow passes out. Yes. From... Maybe the sight of blood or maybe being overwhelmed. But there's this moment of just being like, oh, on, off. Yeah. Willow turned off. <laughs> I think it's because she knew, she knew, quote unquote, that Oz did it. Awesome. just passed, you know, was like, Ugh. Yeah. Keeping it together, keeping it together, keeping it together. And then. Yeah. Realized yeah. her boyfriend murdered this, this child. And you get this wonderful moment of Xander and Cordelia catching her and saying, like, it doesn't look good for Oz. Yeah. So, they get to say that without Willow having to hear it. Yeah. Uh, and then Buffy gets her chains out and uh, takes Angel to the mansion. Do you recognize all these things that fall out of this trunk? I didn't really catch them. Okay. I was what, curious. What, do you, what did you see? I it's don't... all of Drusilla's dolls. Oh, really? Yeah. I Okay. Amazing. I knew it was like a bunch of stuffed animals and dolls. Oh, my God. Amazing. <laughs> yeah. It's all... <laughs> Yeah, it's literally all of their stuff, mm-hmm. Drusilla's stuff. Amazing. Yes. Cool. Uh, so she chains Angel up uh, and is watching him and, like, and sees this, like, burn mark where he terminated down. 
So he hit the ground with some impact yeah. to make those magical burn marks. <laughs> yeah, perfect burn. And I think she's also like, my ring is gone. Yeah, she's just like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Um, she doesn't tell anyone? No. I'm not sure she believes it. Yes, yet. she's like, what? You must be, I don't know what she's thinking. Because she doesn't say. Well, and they just punched each other a bunch in the woods. Yeah. Like, it's not... It's not time to chat. Yeah. he Maybe he can't chat. But yes, she leaves mm-hmm. and goes and relieves Faith from watching Oz duty. Faith is just rocking out <laughs> with her, like, Walkman. <laughs> I think this is some early, like, house music. Some yeah. Wor- some early EDM or something. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. She's it's... just, like, dancing. Yeah. <laughs> so good. <laughs> God, I love Faith. Uh, yeah, she's great. Uh and so Buffy's like, I can't slave, you go. And Faith is like, great, I'm going to go, like, I can slay a couple vamps before morning. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so passionate. Yeah, about her work. Yeah. And then Buffy pulls out, like, this card catalog <laughs> to look up where the books are. Very funny. Yeah. So she, Buffy starts researching uh, Akathla and, like, mm-hmm. demon dimensions. Mm-hmm. Um. And she falls asleep, and in the morning, Giles is there, uh, and she tells Giles she has had a very vivid dream that mm-hmm. Angel came back. Mm-hmm. And Giles is like, I also had dreams about saving Jenny. It's so sad. Like, he's like, I understand what it's like to have a lover die. and But <laughs> Buffy, he really did come back, so... <laughs> I think Buffy's also like, oh, yeah, holy shit, that happened. Yeah. I'm... I now need to, like, she's assessing whether or not what kind of danger and threat Angel poses. Mm. So I used to feel like this conversation is Buffy kind of uns, with with not very much sensitivity, sort of just running over Giles's memories of of the great loss of Miss Calendar. And now I'm like, oh, my God. So he says that. So she really has to be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But this was really real. And Mm. what if he does come back? What would he be like? What would she's basically saying? Like, do I have to kill him again? Do I have oh to? Oh my god! Yeah. So remind me what he says about this demon dimension, or what? What does he say? So he says that demon dimensions. He says a few things. Time travels really fast. Uh-huh. So he's probably been there for hundreds of years, which is what happened in Anne. Yes. Right. So Buffy knows this is true. Mm. They went to another dimension. Yeah. A hell. That, um, what was his nuts? Ken. Ken. Ken's hell. <laughs> I think that the hell Angel went to is much different. Yeah, I I think so too. Like, that's, I don't think he went to Ken's hell. I think There's he went, many hells. Yeah. Yeah. And if Ken's hell is like Edmonton, West Edmonton Mall Fantasyland, <laughs> I think Angel went to like Universal Studios. Sure. Like, I think Angel went to super... <laughs> <laughs> wow, how dare you insult West Edmonton Mall. <laughs> we all love it, but if you can hop on a plane and go to, like, 1,000% hell, mm-hmm. you're going to go there. And that's where Angel was, Yeah, I think. Mm-hmm. So so Buffy is understanding that, that he has had 100 years, 200 years of just torture. Mm-hmm. And then she also asks him if he can come back, if she's ever, if he's ever heard of anything like that, and Giles hasn't. But it's not impossible. Mm. And if he did come back, he would be a monster. Yeah. And Buffy asks, like, what kind of monster? And Giles gives his two cents. 
there's two, there's two kinds. Mm-hmm. One that wants to be redeemed and one that just wants pain. Yeah, that's void of humanity, yes. he says. Interesting. So we're, we are essentially talking about someone with empathy and someone without. Ah, I think. Okay. Like, okay. Uh, and then and then Buffy interprets that as saying a lost cause. That's her exact line, a lost cause. Because he, uh, as far as she can see, he is a monster. Like, he has no humanity. Yeah. And even vampires have, they're not human, but they have, like, a, I don't know, objectives or they're, 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 People they respond to reason, will. yeah, which is something Giles says that the other kind of monster doesn't respond to. Mm. So I think Buffy's like, oh, I'm dealing with an animal. Oh, I'm dealing with the animal kind of monster that, yeah, I don't recognize any humanity in him. It cannot be reasoned with. Yeah, it's a wild thing. He's just a wild thing, and she doesn't tell anyone. No. Yeah, she because doesn't tell anyone. It's too much. She doesn't even know what's going on. What would she say? Yeah. And so she just leaves him in the mansion. She does. And like thinks about it all day. So then she goes to the cafeteria <laughs> and starts eating this marshmallow jello. jello. Uh, oh my God. Do you, you like it? No, I don't like it. But I do respect this choice. I respect it. <laughs> I do skip, you know, the salad and the entree line and go straight to the dessert line. I love a dessert. All the time. Mm-hmm. You gotta and I, do. I hate when people judge my food choices. I hate it. It's one of my biggest pet peeves. Yeah. So, sure. <laughs> so um, yeah, Buffy gets uh, grilled from Scott about her lunch, but in a cute way. <laughs> it is weird. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, so she goes to sit with Scott and his friends, but she's all fucked up and is like, I don't know if I could do normal person thing today. Totally. Uh, and they think she's a manic depressive chick. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, just super sad all the time. Well, and then she says, I actually kind of like Mr. What's-His-Face. Mr. Platt. Mr. Platt. I kind of like him. And Debbie's like, oh, well, I guess he's funny. I don't know. It's mm-hmm. interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Buffy's like, I got to go. And she she goes to the mansion to, like, like really suss out is Angel. And she goes in the light of day mm. where she could run out and he couldn't follow her. Ah, uh, cool. So. She tries to touch him. Yeah, she tries to approach on him. on the tat. Right on the tat. <laughs> uh, and he's like, ah! <laughs> So he's a monster. <laughs> God, I love, I just, David Boreanaz has to do some fucked up funny shit yeah. in this show. Yeah, he, he goes from damsel to, you know, worst boyfriend ever to like saint bernard here like he's just i know it's hard he's just doggy yeah and then we get this scene which i was like what the fuck is happening with pete and debbie because for this whole episode this is like more than half the episode um we have all this other crap happening and then we have Pete and Debbie going to make out in this closet and then there's this like confrontation about the green shit in the jar. I was like, what is happening? (laughs) So she's like, you don't need it anymore. I got rid of it. And he's like, I'll show you who needs it Uh, about the green gunk. So what I'm led to believe at this moment is that he drinks this green shit to like uh, power up. Yes. Uh, like Hulk up is what I wrote. Yes, he drinks his green protein shake to become more manly. Yeah, 
and then he then he hulks out on Debbie. He's like, I don't even need it, and he becomes a like a like a, a demon monster. Yeah. They say later like a Jekyll Hyde. Yeah. Um, which is apropos. Yeah, he becomes kind of like a, a rage machine, like and a he, personification of his own rage. Yeah, he's got like these claws and like um, it's like very veiny, right? Yeah. Like testosterone <clears throat> is what I thought. Oh, totally. Yeah. 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 It, that's sort of the inspiration to the demon. But Debbie was wrong. He doesn't need his potion anymore mm-hmm. to hulk out. He can just use his anger. Yeah. Use your anger. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Feel, feel the power of your jealousy. You must be right. It feels so powerful. Mm-hmm. You must be in the right. Yeah. Yeah. So another beast is yes. revealed in this moment, which was, I was like, wow, this episode has a lot going on. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Buffy has gone to Mr. Platt to um, bear her soul. Yeah. She has this monologue. There's something going on. I mean... This whole entire story is probably going to convince you that I'm loony bin material, but there's nobody else that I can talk to. Not Willow and not Giles, nobody. If they found out, they'd freak on me or they'd do something and I need help. I just, I need to talk to someone. I'm so scared. It's this guy. He's come back. Oh, it's like sucks because she was reaching out and she does need therapy is like what she's saying with this. Like she needs someone, a professional, a a kind of neutral party to navigate these feelings with. Yes. Who isn't Giles and isn't Willow, which, which is what she says. Yes. This is also the other reason why Buffy needs therapy is because all of the people that she confides in die. Yeah. (laughs) And, uh, this one is no different. Also died. Yeah. Uh, his cigarette is burned down to the nub, <laughs> and his eyeball is uh, like uh, punctured out. Oh, it's quite graphic. Pete did a number on Mr. Platt. So we are led to believe, now reflecting, that Pete killed Mr. Platt because Debbie was confiding about her abusive relationship yes. to Mr. Platt. Yes. Is what happened. Yes. And Pete kill anybody that helped Debbie. Yeah. Pete cut Debbie off from world. Yes. Yes. Which is always the goal of abusers. Even if it doesn't look or feel like it's actively manipulation, in hindsight, it usually looks like that. Yeah. Well, it's very... it's cool how it all rolls out because I didn't know at the time when when he died. I was like, "Who killed him?" I mean, the whole episode is a "Who done it?" Which beastie done it? Yeah, you know. Yeah, which beastie did you peg as our beastie? Did you think it was Oz? Did your mind change throughout? The My episode? mind changed. It did what the episode meant cool. to do at first. Oz, then Angel, then Pete. Pete. <laughs> Perfectly. <laughs> I will go where the episode takes me. <laughs> Pete. I don't need convincing. Oh, Pete. Uh, so Pete is freaking out. He's hulking out. He's beating Debbie up. He's, like, beating the shit out of her. 
Um, and he says shit like, you make me, don't, you made me do this. Like, you just make me crazy. Like, classic abuser shit. Um, and she's got a black eye. And then she's uh, meeting Oz to get his bio notes mm-hmm. for her bio, whatever. And, um, yeah, she looks fucked up. She looks like she's been beaten up. And Oz is like, yo, you can talk to me. And she's like, ha, no, I just fell into a doorknob. <laughs> yeah. And Oz is like, holy fuck, that was fucking weird. Yeah. It's also super late. Yeah. So Oz is like, I think in Oz's brain, he's like, something just happened. Yeah. she was supposed to meet me, like, 45 minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Like, Oz is werewolf o'clock. Totally. Like, he's really paying attention to the time. Yeah, for sure. And he's like, oh, God, what the hell? And Creepy Pete is checking them out from a distance and sees this gesture, this physical you-can-talk-to-me moment. Mm -hmm. Oz putting his arm on Debbie. Uh, Uh, That was the trigger. Mm -hmm. Yeah, with Pete, I mean, who knows? Anything could have been likely, but I think that that's what we're meant to read into it is like kind of a bit of a classic jealousy. Yeah. If it, it's a very juvenile jealousy. Like, it feels like a high school, like, even just a touch from the opposite gender <laughs> elicits this response. So we also find out at this time that um, they found out that uh, Walken guy, yeah, Jeff. It, Jeff Walken, was killed in the daytime, so it couldn't have been Oz. Uh, and it couldn't have been Angel. Well, I think what we find out is that the reason why he's the reason why Oz is cleared is because Mr. Platt was killed in the daytime. Uh, oh, Mr. Platt was. Okay. Yeah. It wasn't Jeff Walken. It was Mr. Platt. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. So the two deaths are connected. Because they're the, I mean, the same kind of death. They're totally. mauled. Totally. Uh, so Oz is cleared. Angel is cleared. I mean, no one knows about Angel, but Angel's kind of cleared for the yes. audience. And so now we are left with Pete. Pete is is the monster, the beastie. Yeah. Um, so then Angel escapes from his shackles. Uh, This is all kind of the end of the episode where all the excitement is happening. So the sun is going down. Angel's escaping into the night. Uh, Buffy and Willow confront Debbie in the bathroom. Yes. Um, because they need to know where Pete is. He's the beastie. So from when we get the scene with Debbie and Pete making out in the shed, Mm -hmm. the rest of the episode is just chronology. It's just, Uh, here we go. Yeah. It's like we're going on the water slide and everything is happening. And it's at sunset. So all the, all the, the time is sensitive. Yes. So it's very exciting. Yeah. Very Mm -hmm. exciting. Uh, So they have this conversation in the bathroom. They're like, you know, I don't know if I... I don't know. This is interesting. Buffy was like, what did she say? I don't know. It was so, it kind of struck me as like a bit cold to me. She was like, you let yourself get hit or something like that. She she says, she says in her witty way, Mm. you know how to, you know how to cover up a shiner like that. Don't get hit. Mm. That's what she says to her. Yeah. I don't know that. I was like, that's rough. That's a rough thing to say. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we've got two people who've died. Yeah. I mean, the I, the, the stakes are very high. They're, like, uh, trying to get this information. They're kind of trying to shake it out of here. But Buffy's still in insensitive land, I feel like. Oh, yeah. Um, for sure. Buffy's not there to... And this is the thing about many heroes. Mm. Is your hero there to actually help victims? Or is your hero there 
to beat the living shit out of demons. Yeah, to clean up the mess. I'm not sure. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's what a slayer is. Yeah, interesting. But, yeah, is this like a... Is this an example of how to chat with folks who've been had experiences of domestic violence? I think this is this conversation is like a, a horrible example mm. of that. Yeah. But in the context of the show with demons and like a, basically I think this is a real tough love approach. Yeah. Which I think has been completely scrapped. But this is a, a moment where someone is being pushed to talk about to basically say the whereabouts of of uh, a murderer Mm -hmm. so we we don't care about we don't care about debbie right now well yeah and time is of the essence yeah to stop another murder so they're sort of doing whatever they need to do yeah to get the information but yeah this girl v girl energy it's rough to watch yeah yeah i didn't like it (laughs) uh so then pete goes to confront Oz in the yes! library. I love it. Very fun. Yeah. <laughs> He's like <laughs> like it's so weird because he comes and like doesn't really question why Oz is just like in this cage. <laughs> no, he's just Pete is just, just seeing mad. red. Yeah. He's just rage Pete. He's like, I'll kill you. I'll uh, you touch Debbie. I'll show you. Who said you could put the moves on Debbie? <laughs> <laughs> And he starts his rage in it, or um, he's getting mad, but he doesn't transform yet. And Oz is like, yo, like you, I, Oz is so calm about this. He's like, listen, you got to get out of here, man. You don't want to be around here in a couple minutes. Totally, totally. Like in a couple minutes, we're not going to be talking about, this. Uh, yeah, your, your <laughs> moment of jealousy, sir. Yeah. And then he, uh. He, uh, Pete transforms first. Yes. And rips the door off. And Oz, and <laughs> what does Oz say? He's like, um, right before he transforms, he's like, he's like, listen, um, in a couple of minutes, you're not going to believe, or you might. Uh, yeah. After he transforms, <laughs> oh, you might. <laughs> yeah. So good. Um, and so Pete like smashes Oz onto the table and we're sort of just waiting. Oz is sort of just waiting for the time to transform. And then he's like, showtime. Yeah. <laughs> Rules change. Whoosh. And we get our new werewolf. Yes. I wanted to talk about it because you did say in phases, I was like really shit talking that werewolf because it did look like horrible. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, we we get our new werewolf design. Yeah. How do you feel? Oh, it's much better. It's you can see the face. That was my biggest complaint about those old ones. So the phases werewolf was completely covered in hair. Um, it was like a mask. Uh, you couldn't see the eyes or mouth or any kind of acting. It was a robot head. Yes, like a mascot head. And yeah. this is much more Planet of the Apes, mm, we shall say. Yeah, um, where you've got like. A more prosthetic-y kind of thing. You can see the eyes and the face and just more emotion. We've taken Werewolf and we've interpreted it. Yeah. I think absolutely if I saw something like this in the wild, I would call it like a wild animal Mm. or like a wild dog or a wild – because it's quadrupedal. Yes. And it's got a tail. It's a bit gorilla-y. Sure. To me too, but sort of a mishmash of different animals. Cool. I would say. 
um, to me. I love it. I love this werewolf. Yeah, much better. Um, I I dug it. Uh, So it was cool to see the new design. I also love how this werewolf fights. This werewolf just, like, is like a dog. Yeah. Just, like... I'm I'm moving uh, I'm moving around this microphone. It's so useful. <laughs> Can't in, you see in, in this We're audio just scrappling about here <laughs> in the closet? But if you imagine like you know your dog in a dog park, if you have the biggest, most humanoid-looking dog in the dog park, and he like rips apart another dog, that is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. It's just wild, teethy wildness. Yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah. So they have a big uh, kerfuffle, big fight, and the gang. Uh, hears this because they're in the school and they all run uh, and they're like, oh my God, get the trink. Uh, <laughs> and Debbie's there too. And Faith has the gun, right? And Or is it Buffy? Oh, I think it's Buffy. Okay. Yeah. Buffy has the trink gun, goes to shoot one of them. And then Debbie's like, no, <laughs> and pushes it. And then she shoots Giles. Giles. <laughs> It's so funny. And he says, uh, bloody priceless. <laughs> so good. Yeah, Buffy's going to shoot Oz, Oz so that he just goes to sleep. Yeah. So that they can deal with Pete, you know, have some solo time with Pete. <laughs> but Debbie ruins it. Yeah, very funny. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Pete gonna kill Debbie. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, is so mad. Mm-hmm. Um. So then the gang splits up. Yeah, so uh, Faith uh, and Willow are, like, running after Oz, and then Buffy is running after Debbie. Giles is lying on the floor. Giles is passed out, useless. (laughs) (laughs) Bloody priceless. Uh, And uh, Pete Pete is going to fucking kill Debbie. He is in a rage. He's gone back to his laboratory, the shed. Yeah, which has a bunch of weird shit in it. It's where he makes his potions. Yeah. Debbie's gone there to meet him. Ah, yes, because she still is like, he loves me. I love him. Like, we'll defend him. And Buffy's, like, cluing this out by following, like, trails of blood and stuff. Um, Yeah. And... uh, they're running, and then Faith and the uh, Willow are running after Oz and do end up shooting him in the butt. And yeah. he, like, Whoa. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. You get Willow pulling his tail, his werewolf tail, to distract him. What? It's so cute. So cute. Um, and then there's a big fight in the, in the potion shed mm-hmm. uh, where Buffy's trying to, you know, not kill Pete. Well, she's trying to kill Pete. She's beating him up. Like, she's saving yeah. Debbie. Or no, Debbie has died. Yeah, he Debbie, killed him. Debbie did. She killed her. Uh, fuck. It's That's brutal. what Buffy walks in on. Oh, the dead, dead body. Debbie. Yeah. Awful. And so she's going to kill Pete. And then Angel just shows up in the shed and yeah. starts beating up Pete. So in this moment, I was like, oh, this is not the wild... He is wild beasting, but he's doing it for a purpose, and he's protecting Buffy. Yeah. Um. So I was like, "Holy shit! There yeah. is some angel here." Yeah. And this is what we see. He kills Pete, and kind of like comes over to Buffy, and then turn turns into angel mm-hmm. and starts crying. Yeah. And then they're all crying, and then she's crying, and, and all, all he crying. says is Buffy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and she just stands there. Yeah. She doesn't have to kill Pete. She doesn't have to kill a member of the student body. Mm. Angel does. Very important dramaturgically because Buffy's just going to go walking around killing all the students. Yeah. Like, we can do that sometimes. 
it's nice when we, Buffy doesn't have to kill all the students. Yes. And uh, these other things happen. And Angel does does the, the deed. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love that twist. Mm-hmm. And then... And then we get Buffy watching him sleep on the ground. Yeah. In the mansion. And he's not shackled. He's not shackled. Yeah. And he's lying there sleeping on the concrete floor, having some kind of REM nightmare about hell, maybe? I'm not sure. Probably. And then we get a return to the poem. Yes. The Call of the Wild. Yeah. Uh, and, oh, and their song plays, like, during that whole... Yeah. You know. Yeah, we know. They know. We, yeah, we, we got it. Uh, and we're all crying. <laughs> yes. And... Did you shed a tear? Um, no, but I was affected. You were moved. I was moved. I was, you know, I'm... This is very upsetting, yeah. disturbing. I, I don't know. Man, Buffy has really put through the fucking ringer here. Yes. I don't. How can you just be ping-ponged around? There's only, How much can you take? I mean. that And that is that is being a slayer. Yeah. That's what it is. And it must desensitize you to everything. Yes. Whew. Yeah. Yes. Brutal. I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. So the kind of... Denouement is they're they're chatting about the uh, the gangs at school and mm-hmm. they're chatting about uh, all the rumors about what you know everyone knows Pete killed Debbie but they're like I already ate ate I smoke chinos and Lost went it. crazy <laughs> I already took his mom's estrogen pills blah 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 <laughs> God uh, so brutal yeah. like a murder a domestic violent yeah. murder with the help of the Hellmouth but yeah he yes. was beating. Yeah, he beat he beat her up. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so they have this little kind of denouement, debrief conversation about it, and Buffy still hasn't told anyone that Angel be back. No. So it's been. <clears throat> what, what do we think? Do we think it's been about a day, two days, for this whole episode? Like when she finds Angel in the woods. Mm-hmm. To that conversation you just talked about. Is it two days? I think so, because okay. Oz has had two nights yeah. of werewolfing yeah. about, right? Yeah. yeah. It's like two days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, no, she hasn't said anything to anyone. Yeah. Other than uh, a dead school counselor. Yes. Oof. Well, this is a very exciting note to leave the episode on. Oh it my sure God. is. I don't know what's going to happen. They're going to have to figure this shit out eventually, I Ugh. guess. Woof. Monster of the week. <laughs> Give me three monsters of the week. <laughs> <laughs> Some assembly Lots of great fashions in this episode. Let's talk about Faith in the graveyard. Oh, let's. She's got a dark blue crop bustier and then like a kind of sheer uh, long sleeve with like dark blue floral. And it covers her like a little tummy too. And she looks great. I know. That like crop tummy. And she's just got these little hips. Oh, she's so cute. She's so cool. Yeah. Uh, 
very scratchy looking though. Uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> and Buffy the next day has this mint spaghetti strap on. Oh, yes. It's lovely. And then a like, big floral clip. Yeah. And then the makeup is like a quite silver in the corners mm. of her eyes. Uh Lots of silver, weird eye thing happening. Yes. Uh, did you ever do that? Oh, put, yes. Put, like, white or silver yes. in the corner it's of your horrible. eyes? Yeah. 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 No, I don't have good memories. No. But I tried. Silver. Yeah. No. I looked good on my own in the basement in the mirror. I looked good. <laughs> and then when I left the that light of day, mirror, <laughs> I looked not We like, all did. Yeah. Putting silver in the corner of your eyes, it makes your eyes look weird. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why. Sarah this Michelle Geller pulls it off. She I don't does. know how. She does. I don't know how. Uh, she pulls everything off. Yeah. Including a classic brown leather jacket. Yeah, I like this. This is, I think she's worn this before. Yep. It looks really good. It's like her slayer garb. Yeah, it's like sporty spice, but like leather. Yeah, leather, um, fashionable fitted, but like. Um, ready to get down to business. Yep. That's when she's hunting the beastie in the woods. Yep. And this is also what she wears to school when she has the horrible jello lunch. She's oh, wearing the same outfit. Yes. Because she hasn't gone home. That's right. Joyce doesn't give a shit anymore. <laughs> I think Joyce must know Buffy's she's out, out slaying. doing her thing. Yeah. It's funny. Uh, and then, oh. This is maybe the outfit of the episode when Faith is um, jamming out, watching Oz. What she's wearing is so, like, rocker chick of the night. Yes. (laughs) She's got a little black dress on and then, like, a leather um, vest. Yes. It's so rock and roll. And the shiny, the skirt is shiny leather. Yes. Yeah. And her hair is down, sort of like a... Uh, her hair always looks a bit dirty. Yeah. But but it's like cool, grungy. She doesn't overwash. No. No. Uh, but it looks good and yeah. she's got her like smoky eye. Yeah. And I feel like she's ready to go out to the club after this. Uh, after slaying a few vamps and staying out all night. Mm-hmm. She looks so good. Mm-hmm. She's so cool. Dark lips. Yes. Yeah. She's always got the dark yeah. lipstick on. Just a good... They really thought about like who... This what this um, look would be in compared to Buffy, yeah. and they're very different. Their yeah. styles, uh, which is excellent. I love Oz's shirt. It says uh, "Psychic Palm Reader." I know. I love it. And then he puts his classic little like short sleeve button up over. I but know the Psychic Palm Reader. I would love that shirt. I tried to find this shirt. You did? Yeah, I tried to find <laughs> this shirt online. Like, I want to say. First year university when I was re- doing cool. a rewatch. I was like, I love that shirt. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't find it. It is so cool. Yeah. And then Debbie, Debbie is a beauty. Um, yes. And she, which I love what she wears. Yes. And her haircut is so cute. I've had this haircut before, like blonde, um, chin length bob, like kind of. Very curvaceous bob. Yeah. Side part, but like kind of big, blown out, and then chin length. Yeah. It's really cute. Soft curl under. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love it. And she's got a rainbow kind of horizontal stripes. This shirt would be so in right now. Yes. And it's sort of nitty yep. material. Yeah. Uh, and then she's got platform flip-flops. I love them. They're yeah. black, but they're they're so cute. Uh, love a platform flip-flop. Uh, Willow's outfit. This is the worst outfit of the episode. <laughs> Sorry, Willow. You always get it. Uh, <laughs> 
fuzzy sweater, fuzzy, fuzzy, uh, red and green stripes, and then green, like, velvety or corduroy pants. Oh, is it Christmas? What is this color palette? Girls just matching. Girls just matching. It goes red, green, red, green. Green. (laughs) So bad. (laughs) Why? And on top, she's red. Red, yeah. yeah. It's it's no one, no red and green when it's on Christmas. Woof. And then you sort of just get a glimpse of these pants that Faith is wearing, but they are a cheetah, I believe, um, pant yep. when they're all fighting yep. uh, at the very end. Yeah. Love it. Love an animal print. I like that you like Faith's fashion. I wasn't sure. I love it. Yeah. I was pretty sure, but I wasn't sure because it's really loud. It's loud. Yeah. But you know, I love a loud. Yeah. It's good. Except not Willow loud. <laughs> oh, yeah. Willow's very different. Yeah. She's in a totally different world. So I, different. I, I've really been embracing the Willow and I will wear fuzzy, fuzzy on top, fuzzy on the bottom. And giant overall. Yeah. So it can work, but you don't get to wear red, green. Oh, you're wearing red, green right now. I am. Oh, my God. <laughs> Fashion faux pas. I was waiting for you to notice. Holy shit. I didn't really notice. Jenna has a red long sleeve and then a green uh, t-shirt over top. Yeah. I like the layering, but, well, okay. I'll allow it. Oh, my God. Good. Good. I'll allow it in my house. Also, I'm not (laughs) dressing like this. I'm not dressing in my red, green, and, like, my best friends aren't currently wearing leather skirts. And, like, it's also just in contrast yes. to this incredibly um, detailed, put-together aesthetic that some of the others have. Willow can just look like she's wearing a pajama. Yeah. Like, oh, it, definitely. And she wears the same necklace every day. Yeah. Like, it, it's so interesting what the costumers do because Buffy, always a different clip, always yeah. a different... Um, earring, na- you know, nails. And then Willow is really simple. She wears the same necklace she yep. likes every day. Yep. She has the same. She doesn't have all these earrings. Yeah. She doesn't do her nails. She's yep. just sort of a simple girl. Totally. But that was not a good outfit. And those are all the fashions I have. Wonderful. I just want to shout out to Scott Hope's mustard long sleeve oh. grandpa <laughs> sweater. Oh, yeah. And the first scene on the mezzanine. I think it's great. They make him a little, little nerdy. Yeah. A little nerdy guy. Yeah. Yeah. But he has this like perfect, luscious lips and perfect little haircut, perfect little so gel. High, yeah. Perfect gel. He's a, and his coloring, like he really is like walk to remember. Yes. He's just a perfect high school kind of dreamboat, yeah. quote unquote, for, yeah. for the ladies. He's not super big. He's not at all. He's he's quite, he's not superimposing. They want him to be sensitive. Yeah. Yeah. He is gentle. Because even Faith says, even the ones that are sensitive are beasts. Yes. You know, we're all beasts. <laughs> <laughs> that I agree with. I we're do. all beasts. Animals. There are things I will, I will, there are things I will not tolerate. I will not tolerate. Well, we we got we got into it in yeah. the episode, but like this this episode really is about abusers and abuse and domestic violence and you know, Pete. I just wrote it down. Pizza, you shouldn't make me mad. Yeah. It's the whole episode is about I do this because you you made me do it. Yeah, um, which is interesting. You you've talked about how you think this is so important for teens to. See see this kind of stuff and I to do. see this kind of relationships and 
yeah. um, what that means and when you see it reflected and see how they deal with that. Yeah. So what did you think when you were a teen watching this? Oh, my God. When I was a teen watching this, uh, I I totally thought that the tough love that Buffy gave was right on. Mm. I did. I was like, this is what Debbie needs. Hmm. Debbie needs like a, a forceful um, snap out of it moment. Um, so I, I, th- I really thought this was more... I put a lot more responsibility on Debbie hmm. than I do now. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. yeah. So so that's changed for me mm-hmm. big time. Big time. Not that I don't think people um, who experience domestic violence don't need really strong encouragement and don't need to hear really hard truths. Yeah. I'm not saying that because I do believe that that has a place. Yeah. Um. Especially, you know, we're dealing with a lot of violence in yes. this episode. Yeah. So, so, but uh, do I do I think um, strangers, people who don't know, uh, people who've who've who are in either in or trying to exit exiting or who have exited domestic abusive relationships, do I think that those strangers get to weigh in and give their two cents? No. Mm-hmm. No. Um, I, do I think it's actually more damaging? Yes. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I was like, Buffy, woof. Like, and in the end, her tactic didn't really work. Debbie just was like, and they're like, I think we broke her. And Buffy was like, I think she was already broken. So it didn't, her tactic didn't work. No, no. Because it doesn't work. No, no. And, and we, we, we. We talk about this so much more now. We know that Mm. on average, usually women, usually people who identify as women, tend Mm. to need six, seven, eight tries to remove themselves safely Mm -hmm. um, from abusive relationships. We know this. I think anyone who's had a hard relationship um, understands how difficult it is to exit one without there being um, a threat to your life, livelihood, children, all of that. Mm -hmm. So we know that things come in stages and this like very, very one-dimensional, unrealistic, conventional idea of relationships is harmful to everyone, not, not just people who experience abuse. It's, I, it's, I think it's so important that this episode shows a high school relationship that has gone, um, south. Yeah. Um, because sometimes we think of I don't know. Sometimes we think of these things of as being multi-year or like so so long to create this abusive, inescapable situation. But you can see it can be short. It can be high school. It can be anything. Like yeah. any kind of relationship can be uh, turned into an abusive one in many ways. So, uh, but. I'm glad they also showed a counselor that they liked and were talking to. Uh, I feel like this show doesn't show um, counseling or therapy. I mean, I don't think shows in the 90s generally talked about it as much as we do today, about how important it is to have a therapist and seek counseling. Um, But I like that they showed him in a positive light. Yeah. And that Buffy said, I need help. Yeah. I think that was really important and really cool. 
Do I think she will talk to a counselor in this show? No. <laughs> but it was cool to see in this episode. <laughs> All the psychologists die at this school. <laughs> True. She literally can't ever. <laughs> but she also has a really meaningful conversation with Giles about monsters. Yeah. And trying to understand the differentiation mm-hmm. and doing that really difficult labor of understanding that there is differences. Mm. Like we've got. Willow is dating a monster. Yeah. So was Buffy. So was Buffy. So is Buffy. We don't know. Limbo. Yeah. But we do recognize these two demons as being different than Pete. Yeah. But they still do incredible violence. So what is different? Mm -hmm. That's the thing I think about Buffy that is good. It is exceptional at being like, all right, so it's not that simple. This Debbie and Pete relationship, which was oversimplified, Mm. is not the only way that these Abusive slash unequal inequity in relationships, they manifest in all kinds of ways. We've got two really, really strong female characters, both attached to men who could hurt them. Mm. Men yeah. who do hurt them. Yeah. One of them is a becoming a witch and one of them is a vampire slayer. So the genre keeps us safe from diving into these issues and topics without having metaphor to help us experience that instead of sort of living in realism, which is really, really difficult as teens. So we get to talk about the differences between these demons as differences between demons, not not differences in my boyfriend's behavior, your boyfriend's behavior. Yes. They are actually a werewolf and a vampire. Vampire. Monster. Uh yeah. Yeah. So very cool. So that's what I think is cool. The at the end is Buffy sitting like Mr. Platt says it in the episode. He says about love, he says, if you don't recognize this, you become love's dog. Mm -hmm. Love is your only master. Mm -hmm. And that is something I do think is quite real. The things you will do, the punishment you will take, the suffering you will allow. In the name of love? It reminds me of Game of Thrones. (laughs) In the first episode, when Bran catches Jamie and Cersei, yes. and he goes, the things I do, do for, for love, love, and he pushes that kid out of the fucking tower. Fuck. Just, you know, horrible things. All the violence. Yeah. Some of the greatest acts of violence mm-hmm. in the name of love. Yeah. In the name of love of your lover, in the name of love of your god, in the mm-hmm. name of love of whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. It's good. I'm glad you brought that up. It was nice t- nice for me to watch that and be like, oh, I've changed. Mm. And the world has changed. Yes, absolutely. In so many ways, it hasn't in others, but it's different. I'm different. It's different. Yeah. I mean, we're old, <laughs> older, and we've gone through different relationships totally. and et cetera, et cetera. Totally. So it's just all the ways you experience yeah. love and, and power. And- I will say that I think this potion is a really, it's not super duper clear, but I think in America we are talking about alcohol. Interesting. Yeah. Like, I do think we're talking about the violence that comes from alcohol. Ah, cool. I'm glad it's subtle because if you, because it can, it it should be more universal because we all know that there's lots and lots of things, lots and lots of triggers. Mm. But when you're young and you're partying and there's dudes, you know, drinking up a storm, anyone drinking up a storm, it, things devolve into violence very, very quickly and easily. Yes, yes, yes. And people are not responsible for the stuff they do when they are yeah, drunk. Under the influence. And so Pete <clears throat> is sort of that. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. Okay. 
Cool. I think that's where that's where I thought he went. I was in high school when I <clears throat> saw this, and I was like, "Oh, this is uh, this is the boys at the party." Which we do. We exonerate all of them from their behavior because yeah. they were drunk. I was drunk. I don't remember. Totally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Super weird. Okay, shall we quotable? Quote quotable? Yes, uh, let's do it. Uh I will go. You go, you go. Um I la- I laughed when um <laughs> Giles is telling them Jeff Walken has died and he goes, I'm afraid he was terribly mole. <laughs> It's so funny. It is so funny. I love Giles. And I mean, (laughs) uh, and then Xander, when they're in the um, uh, morgue, says, we're doing crime here. I know. I have that one, too. (laughs) We're doing crime here. You don't sneak up when we're doing crime, (laughs) I think is what he says. So good. Um, I love the bit about the jelly donut. I love the callback to the jelly donut when Oz says, um, Giles is like uh, talking about... Uh, we're quite clearly looking for a depraved, sadistic animal. And Oz just says, present. And then I think he says something like, hey, I, I may be a cold-blooded jelly donut, but my timing is impeccable. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. I want a jelly donut. I know. Well, we should go get donuts. Yeah. Okay, we're going to go get donuts. We'll see you next week. Yeah, for next disc. Ooh. Episode five. I don't know what it is, but we'll see. And I'm not going to tell you. Okay. Arg, gur, gur, arg.